You're listening to Infinite Geekiness, episode 002. with Jimmy Devious. I know you got something else you want to add, Sam. Might as well spit it out. Microsoft Sam is down for the nine quad. G. Heidi ho, hello, and welcome to the second episode. Yes, there is a second episode. I don't know how we got there, but we're there. The second episode of the Infinite Geekiness Podcast. I am Jimmy Devious. No, I wasn't brought here by a shotgun, but you might have been. I am your host, as always, or hopefully as always. And for this week, since it will be, well, at the time of this recording anyway, it will be just before that most American of all holidays, Independence Day, El Cuarto de Julio, the 4th of July. Better get used to saying it that way, if you know what I mean. I thought I would delve into, for this first opening monologue, call it a meditation, if you want, on a deeper concept, a concept that maybe you haven't approached before in your mind's eye, little Shakespeare. Let's explore why the geek, the nerd, the sultan of smarts, the sister of synapses, the deep, deep thinker, the innovator, is as American as America, baby. Yeah. You've probably never thought about it that way, but, I mean, come on. Anybody who's ever been in a history class, especially one of us fellow brainiacs, will tell you America, the United States, was founded in the Age of Enlightenment. A little bit of a flourish there. Theater training was founded in the Age of Enlightenment and was inspired by deep thinkers Rousseau, John Locke, and Thomas Hobbes and all these great geeks of the 18th century. Yes, they were not actually American. 
but the the quintessential American character, the concept of going out there, coming up with a big idea, and just running with it, and thinking outside the box. Look at that first document, the Declaration of Independence. How can that not be the product of a geek? Thomas Jefferson, ever been to Monticello? Monticello? I have once, in like fourth grade. I also went to George Washington's grave, but that's another story for another time. Yes, I actually got to go inside the clipped. <laughs> no, he wasn't a zombie, unfortunately. <laughs> or fortunately, depending on how you look at it. Because George Washington would make a cool zombie, but I digress. Anyway, anybody who goes into Monticello will know immediately that Thomas Jefferson... Jefferson. Okay, well, great. If you want me to make you black, I'll make you black. Oh, great. Where do we start? Well, first you gotta go out and buy five cans of spray paint. <laughs> Was the Steve Jobs of his day. But if you look at that document, Declaration of Independence, you see a curious phrase, the pursuit of happiness. We all, Americans, are trying to pursue our dreams, our happiness. It is something worth pursuing. We are that first Enlightenment nation. We are the nation that invented the assembly line. Yes, you've got apple factories in China today and other strange places, but America was the place, in fact, where Apple Computer was first founded. And if I'm not mistaken, the inspiration for Apple came, in fact, from Sir Isaac Newton, another Enlightenment figure. It all sort of flows together in a kind of synergy. I know it seems like I'm going all over the place, because that's how I think. But this is the land of innovation. This is the land of the geek. United States of America. James Madison, I mean, if that man is not a geek, I don't know who is. Read the Federalist Papers written by James Madison. Just glance at him once. It's like trying to understand string theory. Yes, I know I said string theory again, but anybody who's ever tried to understand string theory will know what I'm talking about there. But just read any of them, any of them at all, and see if you can follow that. Thomas Jefferson, he's the guy that created the pursuit of happiness phrase. You have the right to pursue happiness. But you gotta catch it yourself. And that's what we're doing here. That's what we're trying to do, each and every one of us. We've got this big dream that we have to explore. And no matter what, you just, you gotta plug at it. You gotta keep going. Even if nobody else believes in you, you, you have to believe in yourself. Cause there's no guarantee that anyone else will. You have the right to pursue your happiness. But you gotta catch it yourself. And that's what I want you to take with you for Independence Day. Cause it really is. It is the day of your independence to pursue your freedoms. Your dreams, your hopes, your intellectual pursuits, your pursuit of happiness. Go out and catch it. And we'll be back in a moment. And we are back. Before I get into what I'm going to say, let me put to you a simple question. What do the latest Superman, Batman, Walter Longmire, 
and a lot of your other favorite all-American heroes on TV, going back to our Independence Day theme from before, what do all of your all-American heroes have in common? Don't worry, I'll wait. American characters are played by non-Americans. That's right. Have you noticed this trend creeping in a lot more? I mean, yeah, it's always been with us, and we've had Americans playing Brits. Remember that awesome guy from the Magnum P.I. show? Higgins. Oh my God! It's not that bad, Higgins. You've crashed the Dracos 3. You were playing games again. Don't lie to me, Magnum. You're playing some insipid game on Robin Master's $100,000 computer system. It made me do it. It what? That guy's actually from Planet Texas. My backyard. Houston reference. But if you notice, Henry Cable, I think I'm saying his name right, he's a Brit. Thor is, I believe, Australian. Walter Longmire. This was actually brought up by my mother, who's a... Thanks, Mom who's a fan of a lot of A&E programs. He sounds very American. Oh, and the, the lead guy on Band of Brothers. Captain Sobel. Major Winters. Captain Sobel. We salute the rank, not the man. The the, the Ginger guy. The Ginger. Damian Lewis, who's now on Homeland, which a lot of people love. I've never seen it. He is also a Brit. What is this? I don't know if there's just no great American actors anymore. I just, I've been seeing the, in the previews on the pay-per-view for, uh, the new Jack Ryan, and for whatever reason, Chris Pine in that, he just, he, he seems kind of annoying to me. He, he seemed alright in Star Trek. I mean, I don't necessarily love him, but I can take him or leave him in that, but in, in the new Jack Ryan's, he just seems very douchey. Even Kevin Costner seems more believable to me from just the trailers, just the little bits. I'm gonna take probably eventually a deeper look at it, and I'll give my final analysis on that. But what is it? Are they just not perceived as manly enough to have an American actor in these parts? I, I feel like it's deliberate. And it, it kind of sucks. I don't, I don't know why that is. Are they doing it just to be progressive and trendy by not including Americans in those parts? Do they feel like they're being edgy by doing that? I don't know. That's another one. Captain America, the subject of the Queen. How un-American is it to have Captain America? played not by an American. Would Brits like it very much if James Bond was an American? I don't think so. It's, it, it's kind of sacrilege in a way. I mean, I know they can do it, but with trendy casting, that, that's another area I need to delve into. Trendy casting. You don't need to, to switch it up just to switch it up, just to be clever. Because they come across as like stereotypes. Let's have the plucky chick ultra-feminist that's always right, that always has the right answer, or the fat, dopey husband guy who who's always an idiot. <laughs> I get tired of that. Or the geek, they always have to be almost Vulcan all the time, and we're not all like that. Some of us are very dynamic and rambly, obviously. <laughs> and it, it's just, 
it gets old after a while when you see a character and you know they're in there i get it i understand it but it's annoying when you feel like they're only there to stand up for women and girl power or that the executive is always a douchebag with a southern you know deep texas accent it's patronizing to the audience do something a little different be exciting and by the way the walter longmire he's one of the few guys that actor that australian actor who was also in vertical limit this is Monique, our base camp manager and medic. Monique, Peter. Hey, we've met. She look at these. Don't mind her. She's French-Canadian. And though she's Canadian, it'd be quite pleasant. Today she's obviously French. He's the only guy who's fooled me in like ten years. I actually thought that guy was American. It sounded pretty good. It sounded very Wyoming Dick Cheney. E. This is Dick Cheney. Uh, you don't have to worry about me, Mr. Brett. I never want to be president. That's a good thing because you're a bit creepy. So, yeah, that, that was pretty awesome. And we'll be back in just a few moments. Don't go anywhere because I won't let you. Okay, and coming back for this next segment. This one's going to be pretty short because I got a bit verbally Booge happy on the last two segments. I'm going to just go really fast on this one. Have you seen the new trailers for the upcoming Doctor Who season? Or as they say in Britain, the new latest series of Doctor Who? Yeah, they've got Peter Capaldi, the actor, someone who I don't know a whole lot about, except he was in this movie called In the Loop. And it was, it's hilarious. It's a quote fest. It just seems kind of funny, like a very salty, ballsy Scott. And since I seem to have an obsession with testicles on this show, and very witty tongues, I think that's an excellent choice for Doctor Who, or anything. This guy's hilarious, in a, in a kind of a grouchy sort of, uh, Billy Conley sort of way. So if you like your, your evil Scotsman characters, this guy is an excellent choice. I definitely applaud the producers of Doctor Who. Upcoming on August 23rd on BBC America, I believe. Check out that trailer. Looks awesome. Be back in a moment. After a little bit of a stretch here. I'm happy. <laughs> I don't know if you are. In light of the new Transformers Age of Extinction movie coming out this week, I thought, well, this past weekend, I thought I'd wax a little philosophical. There is no spoon. On the Transformers franchise, and on Transformers in general, old versus new, I am definitely not the first person to ever comment on this. But I've got to. I've just got to. And you think I would like it. Because I have a built-in bias towards this new Transformers franchise. One of my old high school pals is actually in one of them. I'm not making that up, folks. I am not making that up. He probably wouldn't want to be associated with some doofus in a basement somewhere doing a podcast that no one listens to. But the Super Bowl Budweiser guy, one of my old high school pals, and he was in Dark of the Moon. He played Neil Armstrong. Yes. But that's about it. That's all I have to like about it. And I've heard rumors that Bruckheimer 
is even going to do Voltron. And I'll form the head! Voltron. Great. Why don't I like the new franchise? Well, where do I start? Shia LaBeouf. The most annoying douchebag. He might be the reason why they've got all Brits and Aussies and Kiwis and Bulgarians or whoever as the new Americans in movies now. I don't know. That sounds like a cool band name. New Americans. I'm sure somebody's got that somewhere. But anyway. Yeah. I mean, Shia LaBeouf and the hottest, most annoying woman of all time. The most ambivalently, I don't know what to say, tampony, behind, you know what I want to say. Lead actress in a movie ever, Megan Fox. He's not so hot. She's hot enough to replace you whenever I choose. And on top of that, the Transformers, what the hell is all that? You know, with all the, I mean, it's. It's like a Swiss clock of shizzle. What is all that crap? It hurts my eyes to look at it. And those stupid ghetto robots and whatever one of the sequels it was. I couldn't even sit through all that crap. I wanted to like these movies. I did. Peter Cullen, Optimus Prime, was in it. Autobots, transform! Fantastic. But it's just so crappy. It's terrible. As far as the old Transformers go, obviously, I'm sure you can tell clearly, I think the original animated series, even as an animated series, is far, far superior to these movies, these films they've got out nowadays. I mean, just so much more creativity, even in the action figures. It's efficient. It's smooth. It's humanoid. You can actually believe that this would be a living robotic creature. I don't think if I were a kid today, I would even want to play with these new Transformers. I mean, yes, they've got Peter Cullen in it. Optimus Prime! But that's not motivation for me. I want to see these new movies. They're just terrible. I can't get into them at all. They're, they're just so cliche. Yes, they've got Mark Wahlberg, you know, fake Marcus Luttrell in the new Transformers movie that has just come out. Yeah, way to cash in there. Not picking on Mark Wahlberg. He's he's all right, but I'm still not gonna watch it. Very well, if you feel that strongly about it, but we shall miss you, old friend. I miss you already. Peter Cullen has one of the most awesome voices ever, and yeah, his formers needed a live action movie. But I'm just so unimpressed with these movies, and I really do hope that with Age of Extinction, it is the extinction of this franchise. I doubt it, but one can only hope. Can anybody tell me, just off the top of my head, what is the name of that Transformer from Cybertron whose face is just a, a robotic zit, just a dot in the middle of the face? I can't remember his name right now. That Thinking of that is more interesting than this franchise. And I guess so we don't close this uh, Transformers segment out on just a simple rant. Sounds a little bit grumpy. Let's uh, close it out with talking about a little bit. What was your favorite Transformer? For those who are like me, who are part of that, mostly part of that first generation of Transformers, figurines and stuff, what or what were your favorite Transformers? 
talk about that a little bit. Maybe in the comments or whatever, wherever else you want to do it, in my blog or on the internet or just to yourself or somewhere else. I don't know. Write it on a bathroom wall somewhere. For gig time, call Soundwave. Every week. My personal favorites, I always liked, even though the, the Decepticons, I always liked the Constructicons because they were very bright and colorful and they formed the giant robot Devastator. Tell me about your favorite Transformers of your or elsewhere. Anyway, come on back and we'll close this out with our final segment before final thoughts. See you in a bit. And finally, huzzah! have reached our final major segment for this show. I thought I would take a look at this BuzzFeed article that my friend Carrie sent me. Thank you, Carrie. This article of 43 inconceivable <laughs> facts about the Princess Bride. I'm just going to pick a few out. I will include the link in the show notes and in the comments. Right on the top of the list, the Princess Bride was almost made in the 70s. The production team originally wanted Arnold Schwarzenegger to play Fezzik, Andre the Giant. You might not remember his name. I remember his name. I know his name. And let's see, what's another interesting fact? Oh, and by the time they actually made the movie, they couldn't afford him. I already knew all that. But this one is really interesting. One of the R.O.U.S.'s. Rodents of unusual size. A Rodents of unusual size? I don't think they exist. Actors got into a fight, they were midgets, with his wife and burned down the kennel they owned. So the film crew bailed him, had to bail him out of jail so they could film the fire swamp scene. And there's a lot of really interesting facts in there. Um, let's see, what else? I'm waiting! And oh yeah, one more here that's really awesome. Uh, number 21. Reiner once ran into mob boss John Gotti and six of his men outside a New York restaurant. One of them looked at him and said, You killed my father, prepared to die, and then burst out laughing. <laughs> so that goes to show you that even mobsters like the Princess Bride. You're a funny guy, Sally. I like you. That's why I'm going to kill you last. There's a lot more here. Just little quickie bites that you might enjoy if you like The Princess Bride. I, I actually knew quite a few of them, but there were some in there that even I didn't know. So, I know. I'm awesome and I know everything. That's a little something you can check out. Again, thank you, Carrie, for sharing that. And we'll close this thing out back in a moment. Well, whoever bet that this podcast wouldn't make it through two episodes... Or of swizzle, bet swizzle sticks, or candy, or those stale mints, or even bet air, you lost! We've survived a second episode of the Infinite Geekiness Podcast. I have no idea if there's going to be a third. Of course there's going to be a third. Who am I kidding? I have to make a third. Trilogy! Of course. <laughs> and then make a fourth and a fifth, especially if I'm not slowed. Hey kid, you want to hear a joke? Yeah, sure, why not? Knock, knock. 
Who's there? Tuna fish. Tuna fish. You can tune a piano, but you cannot tune a fish. Anyway, what did we learn today? Well, we didn't, as always, we didn't learn a thing. But we talked about Transformers. We talked about weird casting of non-Americans in American roles. And most importantly of all, we discussed how geekiness is very American. Business. It is the American way. Be that innovator. Be that dreamer. If you got some crazy idea. Really? What was it, Tom? Well, all right. It was a jump to conclusions, Mac. Crunch the numbers in your head and go for it. Go after that dream as a final thought. Enjoy your Independence Day holiday if you're an American. Even if you're not, you can always pretend. Don't blow off your fingers, your toes, or any of your other popular body parts, your medulla oblongata. Is medulla oblongata. Or your pancreas. Ow, my pancreas. With fireworks, have a good time, do it safely. And we will catch you back here on the Infinite Geekiness Podcast. Well, I will. I don't know who we is. <laughs> I will. So, later, beta. Not beta. Beta. Later, beta. Don't let the space bugs bite.